Our service doesn't end after we leave the military. The mission changes, but we still find the need to be of service. What's yours? Listen in as we talk to our guests about their military careers and life after the uniform in their second service. This podcast is sponsored by Fortis et Fidelis, a brand dedicated to honoring the brave and faithful. Make sure to check out fortis-fidelis.com and support the podcast by subscribing to the show and leaving us a five-star review on all the podcast platforms. Now, let's get to the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brave and Faithful podcast. Uh, Today, I have an Army veteran. He is also a police officer out in California, in L.A., He's a business owner and also runs a nonprofit. Pretty busy guy. Um, he goes by Charlie One or the operational athlete, aka Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's up, brother? I appreciate you having me, man. Thanks for Truly taking Thanks for taking the time, man. Um, you know, before we get started and talk about what you're doing now after after the military, can you just briefly tell our audience? Um, you know, I mentioned you were in the Army, what you did, how long you served for, and when did you get out? Yeah, so I was uh, primarily U.S. Army Special Forces, uh, served as a Green Beret, as an 18 Charlie, which is a engineering sergeant um, on my ODA, Operational Detachment Alpha, which is like a 12-man team with Special Forces. Um, that's how we're broken up. And the engineer is kind of the guy who is responsible for like demolition, um, engineering, but also just serves every other you know, uh, job that's needed on a team. So I did that for 12 years out of my 15 total um, with the army. And uh, yeah, I, I got to serve all over the world. You know, I did a tour in Iraq, uh, three tours in Afghanistan. I went around Southeast Asia, Eastern Europe, Africa, everywhere. So out of the 10 years of my twenties, I was gone nine of those, you know, um, so it was, it was a uh, very fulfilling, but also like, you know, got to, got to do a lot, which was awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, so I, from what I was reading, <clears throat> was it a total of 15 years and then you, uh, you separated? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was 14 full service, I guess. And then that last year was IR. So I didn't do anything last year, but technically I'm like, it's like 15, but yeah, 14 full service. And then yeah, separated, um, just, uh, got a little burnt out and was ready to work on family for the most part. Okay. Um, so yeah, you family as far as you have a three-year-old, right? You have a three-year-old and a, a baby girl right now. Yeah. He's four now. He just turned four. Um, okay. and I have a six month old. Yeah. Awesome, man. Congrats. I got, I got an eighth month old, so I, I feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why I got an energy drink in my hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, he's obviously you spent uh, a lot of time, 15 years, most of those times, you know, being away from family and deployed, right? What was kind of like, what made you decide, like, ultimately to transition out of the military? And what was your biggest takeaway from, you know, your time with the special forces? Yeah, so, I mean, my, my reasoning for getting out was two things. 
Um, one was I wanted to start a family. I wanted to be around my siblings more. I wanted to be around my siblings' kids more. I wanted to be around family and just be able to help mentor and help just in general with everything. You know, I wanted to come back and tell these kids my stories and be around for them, whatever they needed. And uh, that was like one of the main reasons I got out. And then secondly, my mental health was declining um, as I was at the end of my, I guess my service there in 2016, we had a lot of stuff happen and everything kind of caught up with me during that time frame. Um, so 2017, 18, 19, I was struggling and I was keeping it to myself for the most part. And, uh, you know, finally came to a point where I was like, I think I need to move on, seek help, take a break. And yeah, ended up being one of the, one of the better decisions I made. So, um, you know, you mentioned mental health and, um, you know, you got a lot of things going on right now, right? Like, especially, you know, being a police officer and then, you know, being involved with different businesses and also the nonprofit what kind of led you to, you know, basically where you're at now in your, in your second service? Um, yeah, I, I just need a purpose still. I still need a purpose as I, as I left, you know, I was, I was on national guard, um, for the majority of my time. And especially at the end there, I wasn't as active as I was on deployments. So I had a job while I was still currently serving in the guard, the reserves. And, I, I wanted to do something that was still selfless, like selfless service is one of my, one of my big values that I, I definitely hold close to me. So I wanted to continue to serve people and continue to have purpose and do something that I thought had a lot more meaning. So that's what I did. I wanted to work in my community and bring the skills that I learned in the military to my community and help in whatever way possibly I could um, with, you know, my job as a police officer. And then you know, with my business is the same thing. I wanted to bring the community together with my nonprofit and I want to train people with, you know, my businesses and stuff like that and just help people improve in general. Like that's, that's, that's one of my biggest things is just, I don't know, just make people feel better about themselves, help them, you know, help one person a day. You could save, you could save a lot of people if you can keep that mentality. And then, yeah, that was, that's, that was really it. Did you, um, so did, after transitioning, did you go and join the, the police force or did you start your businesses uh, initially? Can you tell us like how that went? Yeah, so I, I, I joined the police force while I was still in the National Guard and the reserves. Okay. Um, so I got that job while I was still in. So it was a little difficult, you know, trying to balance both where I had to leave, you know, on the weekends and go away for deployments or whatever while balancing both jobs. It was, it was a little difficult. So that was, I guess, a... I wouldn't say that was one of the reasons I got out, but it was something that kind of was a benefit of, of getting out and transitioning, you know, to focus on one job rather than two. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, what was the other part of the question? Oh, I was just asking if you joined the police force first and then started uh, the businesses that you have now. Yeah, so the businesses came after. Um, okay. Well, after 2017, I started Operational Athlete kind of as a platform to show people how guys in special forces trained. It was an unconventional style of training, functional training. And I just wanted to see if people like my way of training, you know, in hopes of maybe taking it as a business venture later on. And come 2020, I started Operational Athlete Incorporated, 
um, even though I've been training people for years already, you know, now it's kind of like, uh, it's nice. I can actually do more with what I got going on, you know, as yeah. an entity, as in a corporation, then starting, you know, my nonprofit started in 2017 as well, but more as a fundraising element, I was leading fundraisers for other nonprofits. And this year, 2022 is actually going to be the first year that we are going to be our own self-serving 501c3 and raising our own money for our own causes for Ruck for Veterans, which is going to be awesome. So it's been great to work with all these other companies and we're going to continue to work with them or nonprofits, I should say. We're going to continue to work with them, but you know, now we have our own mission and um, set of values that we want to uphold, which is awesome. It's all coming like full circle. Yeah, man, man, I'm, I want to commend you because, um, <clears throat> well, I mean, first, what, you know, if people, when people hear this, it, it's, they, it, may, it might seem that, you know, your transition uh, seemed like it was smooth, right? Because you, you're in the police force while you were in the National Guard, you started your business while you were in the police force, and now you have a nonprofit. But can you just share with our audience some of the struggles that you face uh, when you transition out and, and, and how were you able to overcome those obstacles? Yeah, so it's, it's not easy. And, you know, I work with a lot of guys that will tell you the same thing. And I think we don't realize it right away. I think it takes a little bit of time for it to actually set in. Yeah. That you lose a bit of your brotherhood. I, you know, the police department, it's somewhat of a brotherhood, but it'll never compare to what I did in the military. Not at all. Not even half. Um, that brotherhood there was so much stronger. And so much more meaningful to me, at least. Um, I mean, it was a majority of my life. It was 15 years. I mean, right. you know, another five years and most people are retiring from wherever they're at. And uh, it was not, yeah, it was not easy. You know, I, in 2017, as I was getting ready to get out, I was already struggling um, with the fact that I wasn't going to be deploying anymore with the fact that I wasn't as involved as prior and you know alcohol comes into play you know because that's how we deal with things because we're these tough dudes and you know i don't even see a therapist i don't need to take medication i don't need that you know john wayne baby you know like yeah, I'm, yeah. Clint I'm this i'm this man's man and yeah it doesn't work like that so it took a lot of time for me to realize that i needed to accept this transition accept this new lifestyle um accept the things i've been through and actually deal with them for once because while you're still in you're used you're non-stop you know you're go 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 and then when you stop it's like what do i do now yeah uh, shit i got no more missions i got no more deployments where do i go now what do i do and yeah i had a job and i had you know these other things i was working on projects but still it wasn't enough like there's nothing like being deployed and being next to your brothers in a firefight and getting back that sensation, you know, that we made it and we did some great work out there. And yeah, it was a struggle, but for me, overcoming it was physical fitness, like staying in that mindset, that mindset that I need to be the best or in as great a shape as possible to compete with whoever I am on the streets as an officer or with whoever I'm training with, I want, I want to show them how Green Berets train or Special Force, whoever it is, this is how we are. This is, this is the, the mindset we have, the body type we have. This is the mentality we have. And then, 
you know, besides physical fitness, it was taking a step back and saying, okay, maybe I need to talk to somebody about what's going on in my life, how, what I'm feeling, my nightmares, the anxiety, the depression, rather than self-medicating with alcohol, maybe it's better to, to deal with it. You know, there's yeah. a huge stigma out there, you know, as men, you know, like in many cultures and not just like cultures as in race, but like cultures as in military culture, police culture, um, men, we're not supposed to talk about our issues. We're, we're men. We got to keep it to ourselves. You know, we got to take care of the family, you know, do all of that. But you're no use to your family if you let your mind continue to crumble to where eventually it's alcoholism, suicide, domestic violence, whatever it is, you know, men tend to let themselves crumble to those points after they've dealt with trauma and stuff like that. And physical fitness, talk therapy, you know, working with different medications throughout the years, you know, to find out what's right. You know, I, I still haven't found out what's right. I'm, I've tried things, I've tried other things, and I'm continuing to figure out what's working for me you know, breathwork meditation, there's a, a lot of things out there to help people. But I think keeping an open mind as a man and working on your shit, it's, it's super helpful. Yeah, I think uh, that's where the struggle is, right? That's where the problem is, is like, like you said, the culture in the military, especially with the guys, and especially with, you know, your experience, right? It's like, you don't, they, they, wait till the last minute to ask for help or they just don't ask for help at all and then at the end of the day like they struggle and then their family struggles because of it um and i think that's like i mean there's so many organizations now and i'm sure you know your nonprofit does that as well just continue to help um guys and gals who who face the same struggle that you did while they transition out of the military just kind of try to give them, you know, another avenue to cope with their stressors and mental health issues. Yep. Um, let's talk about operational athlete. Where where did that idea or that name came from? Like, how did you think about, you know, operational athlete? So unconventional athlete was taken. That was kind of well. <laughs> but then I, you know, I, I sat down and thought about it. I was like, you know, what does it mean to be operational? Like. Being operational is being ready. It's, it's being ready. If your unit is operational, you are ready to deploy. You are ready to engage in combat. You're ready to engage in whatever. And what aspects of being ready do you need to be operational in? That's unit readiness as far as, you know, everyone's ready to go with their weapons. Everyone's ready to go with their minds, their bodies. So that's where I came up with it. And then we came up with a motto, you know, lift, fight, shoot. Like that's, that's our motto for operational athlete, you know, being trained in three of those disciplines and continuing to train in lifting can be whatever. That's some sort of training, what sort of functional training, um, fighting, you know, whatever martial arts it is that you're doing. And then shooting, obviously staying proficient with your weapon and tactics, staying proficient in those three areas is what makes you operational. So that's kind of where I went with that. Um, you mentioned lift, fight, shoot, and, and some of the things that you need to be proficient at. Um, and I'm sure you've trained, you know, many different people. How is the, how is it different from training, you know, the military guys, vice the 
just your everyday guy or gal that's out there? I think it comes down to mindset mostly. Um, there's some studs out there, you know, a male, female, whoever. I've run across a lot of them that they're great when it comes to physical fitness and no stress environments. But when you add some stress in and you start working on mentality, then it becomes a completely different picture. Mm -hmm. You know, like anybody can sit in there and lift weights all day or run a marathon, you know, go for a long swim, jump in the ring. Well, I mean, jumping in the ring adds a little bit more stress, but still, when you push people to their mental limit is when you truly see who they are and they truly see who they are. And that's kind of how we base our training. You know, my guys that I take out there to the beach or in the gym or whatever, they'll tell you, like, there's no physical aspect that can prepare you for it. It is 100% mental. If you don't want to quit during my workouts, then I'm doing something wrong. Cause I want you to mentally get to that point where you need to push yourself, push your intestinal fortitude, push your heart, your brain, whatever it is, dig down deep and really say, I got this because people don't realize how far they can go. And it's not a physical thing at all. It really isn't like, your body can go the limit. I'm not going to push people to where their physical body can't do it because that's when they get injured. But I want them to get to a point where it's like, okay, oh shit, let me take a deep breath. Let's keep going. We got this, you know? And then that's when I call it, you know, I'm not going to push them past that limit because there's no reason to, I want to get them to that limit and see if they'll continue to go for a quick second, quick minute. And then it's like, you see, you can push past it. And that, I, I love that. I love seeing that click with people. It's amazing. Yeah, as, as a coach, right? <clears throat> just yep. like seeing them get past that mental hurdle and like just going past it. It's like you're you're like more excited than they, they are sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I put some of my guys through a coin challenge, you know, last year, year before. It might have been a year before, but uh, I had them do this entire beach workout. I mean, the warm-up was a three and a half mile run in the soft sand. And then I had them do the sandbag workout that was insane. And then at the end, I said, okay, one more lap, three and a half miles, soft sand, come back and I'll give you my coin. And, you know, you could see a look in the face like, damn it. But every single one of them took those, those steps. And I ran with them to the next lifeguard tower, which is about a quarter mile. And I was like, stop. They're like, what? I'm like, that was a test. I wanted to see if you mentally had it in you to, to push yourself another three and a half after destroying yourself pretty much guys were tired one guy's leg was cramping up he wrapped his sweatshirt around his leg to give it some tension mm. he's like i got it i was like no don't worry about him i don't worry about it. enough like, i'll walk it if i have to i was like all right you know i got to the lacquer tower i was like stop i'm like this is where this is where the test ends the, the real test was you saying i will continue to go everything before that was just leading up to it Want to support an active duty-owned brand? Head over to Fortis-Fidelis.com. Again, that's Fortis-Fidelis.com. And help us in honoring the brave and faithful service of our nation's defenders. All proceeds will help us create and provide memorial coins to the families of our fallen service members. Again, that's Fortis-Fidelis.com. And help Fortis at Fidelis and honoring the brave and faithful.
So, so what's next for Operational Athlete Incorporated? Like what's, what do you have in the future plans? Yeah, so I'm fortunate enough to work with companies like Iron Infidel, Alpha Elite Performance and Hurtico Fitness. And they continue to push me to come up with new concepts as far as like training goes, as far as shooting goes, fighting, all the above. So I get the opportunity to work with UFC fighters. I work with these high class level shooters and people in the fitness industry. So I'm, I'm continuing to push myself to work with these people, to learn from them and, you know, also allow them to learn from me too. Like, you know, just sharing knowledge, which is great. And then additionally, I'm looking to open a gym here in the next couple of months. It's been a progress. It's been, I'm sorry, it's been a year long progress on the gym, South Bay Boxing Company here in Torrance, California. So that's going to be a new venture is, you know, training fighters and bringing this, mindset that I've kind of been preaching on, you know, the, the continuing to push through the pain, the mental pain and bringing that to the boxing community. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. And then besides that, uh, operational security is on its way up. So, you know, getting into the security realm of things here in the LA area and then rep for vets. That's, that is like one of my biggest pushes is, you know, I got a board full of military veterans, Will Jones uh, included, that's been on here. Um, he's on my board. So just creating these events that take people out to get them into the physical realm of things to help with their mental struggles and to raise money for those veterans that are struggling that might need a little extra assistance or might need some help getting workout equipment, stuff like that, raising money through that. So that's a uh, it's nonstop. If I can start something else next week, I'll start something else as long as it helps people. And it's along the same, the same realm of things, you know? So, uh, you mentioned Ruck for Vets. Let's, let's go, let's go into that. What, um, what, what led you to start this nonprofit? And you, you said initially it was just about raising uh, fundraising, right? Like just, uh, raising money for other nonprofits. Yeah. 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 So it was a fundraising element, um, to begin, um, but for me, it, it, it really just came to like, I needed that brotherhood and I needed to give back to the, or the, I guess the people who gave me so much, the military, the veterans, my brothers yeah. like that. So it was about physical fitness and brotherhood, the two things that saved me from myself. So that's why I started this whole thing. And then, yeah, now moving forward with Ruck for Vets, we want to continue to create these events where it's rock marches or it's 5k's 10k's it could be swims whatever you know something physical because for me like getting physical and physical fitness it just helps my mental health so much i mean the days i start my day off with a workout i am in such a better mood the rest of the day and when i don't i can literally feel it and that's just me and i know i'm not the only one out there i've talked to many people so it's i want to continue to give guys options you know maybe this is something that'll help somebody maybe it's talk therapy for someone else or meditation for another or yoga but physical fitness have helped me so much moving forward with my mental health that I want to bring this to other people and raise money to where I can create these programs where I can help guys get fitness equipment for their house, you know, help them with their home gyms or give them just a rucksack and a pair of boots, maybe some um, workout bands from Iron Infidel or maybe some programming from Hard to Go Fitness, some supplements from Alpha Elite from whoever, you know, some coffee from Black Rifle, who cares, whoever donates and wants to be a part of this, we're going to throw this in there, this rucksack for this guy and give him some purpose, give him 
something to do, you know, like throw you could throw sand in a rucksack and go on a walk. And that's a workout right there. It is a good workout. I mean, guys that'll ruck out there, they'll tell you, I mean, ruck, ruck marching is not easy. You step it out, you put some weight in there. You really just need a pair of boots and a good backpack, you know, and you got yourself a good physical workout. And if that helps your mental health, awesome. You know, and then on the other side of things, I want to create a rucksack program for homeless vets because some of these guys necessarily don't want help. They necessarily don't want to have a home. They necessarily just want to, some of them just want to live on the streets. You know, as a police yeah. officer, I see it. I see these guys out there. That's the life they choose. That's what they want to do. So maybe we give them a rucksack with food, hygiene items, BA information, a blanket, stuff like that. So this is another aspect of things I want to I'll work into, you know, these rucksack programs where one, we help guys who want to get physical and two, we help guys that are living in these harsh conditions and just maybe make it that much nicer for them. Even if it's just one day nicer, that's one day nicer, you know? So Matt, man, you're doing, uh, you're doing all these things, right? You're doing all these amazing things to help the veteran community. I mean, just people in general with your, your coaching, with your nonprofit and the other businesses that you have. My question is like, how do you do all this, man? It was just like, <laughs> who do you, do you have like a team behind you? Uh, you know, you come up with idea and they try to implement things. How do you, how do you balance, how do you, you know, put yourself in, you know, many different positions and in order for them to be successful. Man, it ain't easy. I'll tell you that, you know, there's days where I'm just, like yesterday was one day I had four meetings. Each of those meetings was for a different cause, you know, and it definitely gets overwhelming, but at the end of the day, I know it's going to help somebody. So it's worth it to me. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, I'm off of work right now because of two surgeries I had. So I have the time. And if I have the time, I want to make use of the time. Bottom line, like there's no reason to sit around and do nothing. And if I have the time, I'm going to make use of it. And as long as I make enough time for my family, whatever time I have left over, I got to do something with it. It's just how I, it's just how I'm programmed. I don't know if that's something I learned or something that I became when I was in the army and special forces. I just constantly got to keep myself busy. There's no days off really. I, I, if I can continue to grow, I'll continue to grow, you know, growing up, I didn't have anything. So at the same time, I want to make sure my, my children have this legacy, this dynasty, they have options. I didn't have, right. you know, like to play whatever sport they want to play. You know, I always wanted to play hockey growing up, but I couldn't afford it. You know, I always wanted to, you know, travel, couldn't afford it. I wanted to go to college. Couldn't afford it. That's why I joined the military for college. Um, I want my children to have options and be able to do those things. So, you know, with the business ventures, that's that's big on that for me. But I also want them to learn about helping people, you know, philanthropy, stuff like that. I want service. Yeah, I've, I flew both my kids out to Texas for this last work for vets. You know, my daughter was, man, she was like three months old at the time. My son was three. That wasn't easy, traveling with two kids. Like, uh, yeah, me and my girlfriend, like, that was horrible. <laughs> it, was such a, it was so crazy, but I brought him out there, you know, um, because I want, I don't even know if they'll remember, but I wanted them to be a part of it, to see the people, to see the smiles, to see what dad did, what his mission was. Cause they'll never have an opportunity to see me serve. You know, they'll see the pictures, they'll hear the stories, they'll see some of the videos, but I want them to see the continued service, 
that we got going on, you know, with the gym. I want to get my son involved in the gym. If he wants to fight, he wants to fight. If he doesn't, then I want him to be there just to watch and hang out, you know, meet people. But I'm going on a tangent, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to help people and be a good dad pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, when you have kids, like who else are you going to do it for? Right. Like, like you said, uh, you're trying to, leave a legacy behind for for them right and um what better way than to show them hey this is you know one way we can help those in need or less fortunate right i mean even if it's i I mean the time time is like the most valuable gift we can give anybody um so i think that's 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 key and thank you for 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 doing that Um, no i i agree with you i just want to touch base on that like time yeah you're right and as a veteran and as a veteran leader giving time and making time for those guys that are around you that might just need a phone call or might just need a workout it makes such a huge difference and i would encourage any vets out there that hear this you know if you were a leader at one time in the military become a leader in your community for those guys that might need it maybe you weren't a leader it's time to step up you know make time for those vets around you whether it's putting together a running group, a workout group, a reading group, whatever it is. Me and my guys just started passing around books. Um, just continue to grow with those vets around you. They're, they're there. I didn't realize it until I started discovering guys and they started discovering me. And now we have this huge community out here, you know, in South Bay LA and, and we're continuing to grow. We had a new vet just this week alone that I just met, you know, that I didn't realize was right here in the local community, you know, and, they're there. So I, I encourage guys to make time. Definitely. Um, so I know Matt, I know you probably had uh, plenty of moments or experiences where, you know, it was a rewarding, right. But is there anything, any specific one that you'd like to share with, with the audience? A rewarding moment. Yeah. Uh, from the military or just in, in life? Just in after, uh, after the military and what you're doing now. You know, I mean, there really is too many moments that I've had since I've been out that, and I think it's just the moments I've had where I work with vets and they come to me and they're like, dude, you saved me. I've had that happen multiple times. And one guy specifically, I won't use his full name or anything, but his name's true. For short, you know, he's told me, he's like, Ruck for vets, save me. Like you saved me, brother. Like, and that, that, I mean, Man, yeah, I needed saving at one point, and like luckily, like I figured it out, and because I did, I helped this person, and maybe this person, that person. Like, you never know; it's a chain reaction. But he tells me all the time, you know, he's he's a brother. Pat him out here; he's been on my page before, and I don't think he realizes how much that means to me, how much. I needed it and realized guys need it and how much that continues to drive me on this mission. Cause I know, and I hope that won't be the last time somebody says that either to me or somebody that's a part of my veteran network that they, they were saved because of my guy, James, my guy, Will, my guy, Albert, my guy, Mario, whoever else, one of us will save somebody else. 
So that was a big, that was a big moment for me where I was like, whatever I do, it's worth it. Now, what's one actionable step that you can give anybody that's listening right now? If, you know, what's one thing that they can, what one step that they can take right now in pursuit of their, you know, whatever that may be, right? Whatever they want to do in after the military. Just do it, man. Like, just don't quit. You are more capable of accomplishing things that you never thought you could do. I never thought I could own a business. I never even thought of it at all. <laughs> and I'm still learning and I'm still figuring it out. As I start a new one with my cousins, operational security, they lean on me for advice on the business aspect of things where I've only been open like a year and a half, you know, like business-wise, I've been doing this for a while, but like as an actual functioning business, like I had no idea what I'm doing. I'm still figuring it out. So if you have an idea, do it. Don't yeah. wait because someone else is going to take that idea and they're going to run with it. And whether it's successful or not, at least you tried, you know, you don't, you don't need to make a million dollars your first year. If you do, that's amazing, but you don't, you don't need that. As long as you're continuing to move forward, you're continuing to do what you want to do for me. That's helping people that's staying, you know, in my realm of things, my brotherhood, my military is, that makes me happy. That's, that's worth it for me. That's worth a million dollars, you know? And if these other businesses take off and they do great, that's great for my family, for my kids, give them opportunities, you know? But you don't know unless you try, you know? Like I, I never thought I'd own a gym and it's coming to fruition right now. And do I know how to run one? No. no. Am I gonna figure it out? Yeah. I have to figure it out. I'm going to do everything I can. You know, I'm going to lean on people. This is a huge community. I have friends like Ben Bunn out in Tampa, Florida, uh, Cigar City CrossFit, that will mentor me. He's a gym owner. I've, he's offered multiple times whatever you need. You got Code 3 here in LA area, Daniel Wu. He's a firefighter, local guy. Whatever you need, let me know. There's guys out there that will help you through the process. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I'm here to help any, any, anybody out there, vet, civilian, whoever, I don't care. If you need help in the process of starting something, I can help you as far as with whatever I know. That's about it. You know, I'm, I'm no billionaire, but you know, I got a basic knowledge of it now. So I can give you the very little I know and take it from there. And there's other people out there that'll give you some. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to take a leap of faith and just go for it yeah that's that's the most important thing is just you know there's there's people out there who have been in the same shoes that you want to be at or you know if whatever you want to open up a gym there's hundreds and thousands of other people who've opened up a gym that you can ask and help yep. for help for right and then on the other side is you know you never know uh, what idea could uh, you know, could help start safe, you know, hundreds and thousands of, pe of people, whether that be physically, mentally, or, or whatnot, right? And like with this, your, 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 uh, you say you mentioned your cousin with the security, right? Like, he's asking you for advice. Um, when you just got started recently, there's always like levels and 
and there's always people one or two steps ahead or behind you that, you know, that, that can always, um, you can either ask for help or that are, you know, asking you for guidance because you, you started first. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. If I wanted to start a podcast, I'd reach out to you Put it that way. You know, like <laughs> yeah. The other guys I've been on with, like, what equipment do I need? How do I get this started? How do you get sponsors? How do you do this? How do you do zoom? You know, it's, yeah. you just got to ask questions and don't be afraid, you know, suck it up, suck up your pride, you know, neither, none of us know everything. So just be willing to learn. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Matt. So uh, going to the second segment of the podcast here, this is what I call the fast five. These are the same five questions I ask all my guests. So the first question is, what's one hobby you enjoy? Anything that has to do with the ocean. Um, but to be specific, one of my newest ones and one I continue to like the most is uh, free diving, spear fishing. Okay. I like the aspect of holding your breath and just going underwater <laughs> and hunting pretty much it's uh it's every man's game out there the water is the ultimate equalizer and especially when you got to hold your breath you know it's it's physical at that point and mental uh next question if you had to choose one person to hang out with for one day who would it be and why you know at um when i answered your question um, the questionnaire is uh it'd be my grandfather you know he was a major major male figure in my life and he taught me everything that's positive in my life, like how to be a man, how to have manners. He taught me how to shoot. He helped me, taught me the outdoors, hunting. He kept me off the streets. He kept me from doing dumb shit for the most part. You know, he taught me just how to be a respectful young man. And, you know, he was there at my basic training graduation, my special forces graduation. It was he was always a positive influence in my life. And, you know, when I was deployed in 2009, he was, he was, he continued to battle cancer and his cancer got so bad and his medication got mixed up, you know, he eventually ended up taking his life. And you now if I could just have one more day, I just want to, I just want to tell him how much he influenced my life, you know, since, the day he passed, I got a bachelor's degree. I got a master's degree. Things that I talked about with him growing up that he told me, you could do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter your situation at home. You know, tell him about my deployments. You know, we'd sit there and we'd read the newspaper together, you know, like at breakfast, like talk about, you know, current current events and just like just show him pictures of my kids, you know, and just let him show him that I, I learned from my father's mistakes and I learned from him what I should do and how much that's uh, affecting my children now and how proud I am to be a father and how much I thank him and appreciate what he taught me for the most part. Well, I'm sure he's looking down and I would be proud of what you're doing right now, man. Thank you. Um, next question, Matt, recommend a book for our audience to read. Tip of the Spear, Ryan Hendrickson. That's a new friend of mine, uh, former Green Beret. We, uh, we had followed each other for a while on Instagram. We just had an opportunity to link up while I was at SHOT Show in Las Vegas. And I got the opportunity to hear Ryan's story from Ryan. You know, I sat there and talked with him. And, you know, he, uh, 
from before the military, through the military, through a life-changing injury while serving overseas to post-military, overcoming PTSD and depression to what he's doing now. His story is amazing. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not done with the book, but where I'm at, it's just, it resonates with me um, and my story personally. So, and after meeting Ryan and just shaking his hand, looking him in the eyes and listening to a story, I could tell this is 100% a real person with a real story that is truly passionate about spreading the word and helping people through that word. So Ryan's a great guy. I recommend it to vets, civilians, whoever. I bought a copy. He gave me a copy and wrote me a special message in it, but I bought a copy to hand out to my local veterans here. So Will Jones being the first person that has it right now, he's about halfway through as well. So Will Jones has the book right now and he's gonna be passing it off to another one of our local veterans once he's done and then keep passing that through the local community. That way everybody can just hear this story and just be motivated and inspired by it. So tip of the spear. Yeah, I've been meaning to get Ryan on the on the podcast. Yeah, great guy. Absolutely. You'll 100 percent enjoy talking with him. Um, Matt, next question. What's your favorite quote and why? George Orwell. If I can make sure that I get this completely right, but people sleep peaceably in their beds at night because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. And that couldn't be more true about what we did overseas, you know, and what law enforcement and federal law enforcement do here today still. Yeah. You know, um, there's a reason, you know, like people aren't kicking your door in at night for the most part. It's because people are out there taking those people off the streets. There's a reason we are free here in this country. It's because our grandfathers, their grandfathers did that for us a long time ago. I mean, the majority of my missions in Iraq were fought at three, 4 a.m. in the morning, you know? Well, I don't even know what time it would be over here at the time, but I had to do my math, but still, you know, just like knowing that my family's sleeping safe while I'm out there doing what I got to do, my skill set, you know, that just makes me happy. And, you know, I, when it comes to police work, I've, I've chosen to pretty much only work graveyards because I like to be out there at night. I like to be that guy that's in the darkness, in the shadows, waiting on those who are waiting to make victims of my family, my friends, my community. And then just proving those guys like wrong. No, not today. You know, like that just makes me feel good. And, regardless of what that book means, that, that quote is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a favorite in the community, but for me, I, I, I truly like, I've liked it before I even joined the community. I read that book mm. a long time ago. So great quote. Matt, final question here. What do you see yourself in a year, five years, or even 10 years from now? So I thought about this one a little bit, you know, obviously generic answer for like my businesses and stuff is being successful doing this helping people all that i struggle with mental health i truly do and i'm very open about it so in five years i hope to be alive in 10 years i hope to be alive and thriving i hope to be on the same path i am as a father 
taking care of my children. I hope to be a baseball coach for my son. I hope to be a softball coach for my daughter or whatever it is, a helping hand, you know, I hope to be a parent grading homework. I hope to be a partner to somebody listening to them about their day. I hope to be a son to my parents, helping them with whatever they need in 10 years, who knows where they're going to be, you know, physically, mentally, grandparents, uncles, aunts, friends. I hope to be someone that people can lean on and continue to lean on. Right now, I feel like I'm that person, but five years can change a lot of people, you know, 10 years can change a lot of people. I hope to stay on the same track I'm on right now and moving forward with my mission as the operational athlete, my mission as dad, son, whoever, you know, that family member, that friend, I hope I continue on the same path and only get better as a person because, you know, last year, year before, year before that, I'm like, am I going to make it? Like, you know, with the thoughts I have in my head sometimes and with the struggles we go through, you know, am I going to make it another year? Am I going to be here? So I plan on being here five years from now, 10 years from now, and being a better version of myself for all pretty much. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, that's all we can kind of ask ourselves, right? It's just to be 1% better than yesterday. <laughs> yeah. absolutely and uh you know you, you mentioned you hope but i think um you know just speaking and just talking to you in less than an hour and just getting to know you um i know that your your kids will uh you know i don't hope i know that they will um they will uh, know that they have a dad that loves them and and cares for them and and um uh, that, that 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 will be there for them to protect them and you know be there be there for them for whatever they need so no truly appreciate it matt thank you for for sharing your story man uh one final thing though where can our where can our audience fo- uh, follow you where can they support you at um so everything i'm involved in uh can be directly found on my website operationalathlete.us um if not you can follow me on instagram at the operational athlete I post pretty much everything I'm involved in there. Um, you can find my nonprofit through both of those. You can find my gym, all the efforts I'm with, everybody I'm working with. You can find information about the workouts we're doing for veterans, whatever, charitable work. Everything's on both of those platforms. So people can always send me a message and just ask questions too. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So again, for the audience, that's Operational Athlete at on social media, operationalathlete.us. Uh, the gym is opening up this year in Torrance, Torrance, California, and just be on the lookout for Matt um, everywhere, uh, doing some great things for, uh, well, not just for our community, but for for people in general. So thank you, Matt. Hey, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Well, uh, hopefully I'll talk to you soon and uh, take care. Yeah, man. Anytime you want to come down for a workout, just let us know. <laughs> awesome, brother. All right, cool. Hey, bro. Hey everyone, Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And make sure you guys go check out our website, fortist-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortis 
www.fidelis.com and learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen. And make sure you guys go follow our social media on Facebook, FRTS, FDLS. Again, that's FRTS, FDLS. And on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care.